Welcome back to another new NACE International podcast. My name is Ben Dubose, and I'm a staff writer with Codings Pro Magazine and Materials Performance Magazine. Today, as we continue our Codings Pro interview series, we're joined by a guest that many of our listeners should already be quite familiar with. She's Stephanie Chizik, and she's the editor-in-chief of Codings Pro Magazine. Stephanie, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> sure. And I'm guessing many of our listeners might be wondering, why is Stephanie going from interviewer to interviewee? Typically, of course, the way we've done this Codings Pro interview series is Stephanie hosts one week and I host the next. And the reason that this is a little different is that today our topic of choice for the podcast is the Codings Pro Contractor Awards, and Stephanie plays a big role in leading and organizing that program. For the 2021 Contractor Awards, the nomination deadline is coming up in November. For those of you who also listen to our Materials Performance interview series, you may recall that a few weeks ago we had a similar episode previewing the Corrosion Innovation Awards. The goal in these types of episodes is to give you, as our listeners, some information regarding the awards program and basically some inside tips about how to best position you or your company to potentially win and reap some of the benefits. As far as the contractor awards, let's start with a little bit of background. Stephanie, for anyone that's not aware, tell us a little bit more about the program. When did it start? What's the goal for the industry? Just some background information about how the current uh, Codings Pro Contractor Awards came to be. Okay, sure. So we started the program in 2016 to coincide with Codings Pro's 15-year anniversary. Those people were awarded in 2017 in New Orleans at the annual Corrosion Show that we have every year. So. Uh, just a little bit of background of the kind of why is we just wanted to make sure that we were uh, going, we were giving a chance to acknowledge uh, the the contractors who are showing exemplary work in the field, you know, who go above and beyond and give them a chance to be acknowledged. Uh, obviously, Coding Spurs is a real world magazine. You know, we try to show what's going on in the field, and so this kind of gave us a an availability to to do that as well in a in a way that acknowledges them from their peers. So what are the benefits that a winner gets? I know there's obviously a custom trophy, there's the ceremony either at Corrosion or of course this year we had the virtual ceremony and we live stream those as well. So there's a lot of superficial perks like that. But beyond that, explain how this program can sort of help boost the profile of the contractors who win. This can be in regards to impacts that it has on their bottom line, the credibility that it gives them in the industry, just beyond the award itself, what does this program potentially mean for a contractor? So I will say one of the other things that we include in sort of their winner's package is that we create logos for them to be able to use mm -hmm. in their emails and marketing collateral. And that kind of ties into what the larger scope of it is, I think that you're kind of talking to is, uh, the recognition that they're getting from their peers, they're able to then use that in collateral when they reach out to new or existing customers and clients. So we've definitely heard some good feedback from previous winners that the collateral that they're they're getting to be able to market this uh, as award winners, that they're using that and showing those potential clients that they've been recognized in the field, you know, by an international magazine, by their peers, and that's kind of gone a long way for them to be able to help sort of tout their own work, which is which is a you know great feedback that we've heard as well. So who is it that's grading these awards? I'm guessing that like our Corrosion Innovation Awards on the MP side, that the names aren't disclosed because certainly you want to prevent personal outreach. 
But talk, if you could, about the qualifications of the people who are looking at these projects that get submitted. Yeah, so our awards are, are judged by our editorial advisory group, which is made up of five different subject matter experts that kind of cross the coatings industry. Uh, those people vary from year to year. Um, they judge the awards in two different rounds. So you're right. I mean, I do think that it comes from uh, those experts in the field who have awareness of what's going on, what is special about projects. They, you know, they can kind of judge the different challenges and see if something actually is above and beyond better than than maybe the Codings Pro staff could, which is great. Um, if you really wanted to dig around and find out who those people are, you, you could, but it's just kind of a good cross-section of the subject mm -hmm. matter experts in the field. So having organized the judging panel in the past, what kind of tips do you have for what usually stands out to them? With regards to the judges, what types of answers or information on the nomination forms are they looking for that can make a project or a crew member really stand out? Yeah, I, I love this question, Ben. Um, so what I've noticed over the years, because I'm sort of the one who's been collecting all of the material to then parcel you know, it out right. to our judges, so what I've noticed is a lot of the notes that we're getting from the judges for the award-winning projects seem to, well, first of all, they have to kind of check all of those very basic boxes. Mm -hmm. So um, is it submitted in the correct time frame? Uh, did you fill out all of the proper forms? Um, those kinds of things. So that, that's kind of the just the basics. Um, and then what I've also noticed is do the photos match what you're saying in the submission form. So, for example, if you're saying that the contractors are following safety protocol per OSHA, you know, they're wearing safety goggles, they're wearing harnesses if it's, if it's um, you know, at work at heights, those kinds of things, and then the photos don't show that, the judges are going to notice that. They, they read the submissions and they look at the photos. So I think that's a, a big one. Make sure that the submission information is matching up with those high-res photos. The photos in general probably would be really helpful as well. You know, a picture can say a lot more than maybe your submission could. So I think that could be really helpful to have something that resonates visually as well as with the, the text that you're sending. Um, I would also say spelling out what makes this project special. So that could be anything from, you know, that you use some innovation on the project you had to overcome a challenge with communicating with the client you know look at your project and see what it is that could be special every project has something special you just have to kind of look at it from a different point of view probably and be able to spell that out um, and at the end of the day i would say you know we're just looking for successful projects so be able to explain how it was that you reached that success at the at the end of the day one thing that, when you were answering that, that jumped out to me, and I should have mentioned this earlier when we were looking at the benefits, but when these nomination forms get sent in, one of the benefits that I often see as a staff writer, we can use these nomination forms as the backbone for future stories. What mm -hmm. we do at Codings Pro, the backbone is the case studies of application projects being completed successfully and of course that helps brand these contractors as experts within the industry within the field and one thing that i've seen a lot is that a really good nomination form 
should also be able to serve as potentially sort of a job at a glance is what we call it. That's an inside baseball term for many of our listeners. But uh, <laughs> but for those of us at Codings Pro who write these stories, that's another potential benefit is that your project can also be, be it web, print, whatever, one of our platforms at Codings Pro, a future future story that can show off your work. And that's something that I think can sort of help as you're putting that form together it should be fairly similar to what we use on the job at a glance side when we're putting together a future story. And I think that's something that potentially is an underrated benefit because we use these all the time to pull from for our next stories for the coming months, year, however long the given cycle is. So do you sort of see that parallel as well that what you're putting together for a normal story package in all honesty, it feels sort of similar to what you're trying to convey in an awards nomination in terms of what makes this project unique, what makes it stand out, right? Yes, absolutely. And that was that was designed on purpose so mm-hmm. that we could potentially, like you're saying, you know, one of the, you know, to kind of to circle back, one of the major key points, I guess, of benefits that people could potentially get from winning these awards is that they could also be then featured in, in the magazine, uh, whether that's the roundup of all of the award winners, which we usually include in the July issue, or it could also be, <clears throat> excuse me, it could also be what you're saying uh, is its its own case history or feature story. So yes, absolutely, that was that was designed on purpose so that we would be able to continue to share the good news throughout the year of these award winners, either, like you said, online or in print articles, which people really enjoy, you know, who doesn't like to be featured in their own article of, you know, the challenges that you had to overcome and all of the hard work that the crews were able to do in the field and all of those kinds of great things. So we also, in those articles, if if an award-winning project does turn into a case history, we try to include um, one of the logos that I'd mentioned earlier to make sure that everyone is aware that this is an award-winning project and, and that uh, please, you know, feel free to do the same and you might be able to be featured in the magazine as well. So it's, yeah, kind of comes full circle. It's great. Yeah. And I would also point out that it's potentially a uh, kill two birds with one stone situation. I know that many of our contractors mm-hmm. listening, you guys are busy. I understand that. So you're not always able to take the time to sit down and fill out a JAG that's short for job at a glance that can be fairly comprehensive. With this, if you submit an awards package, then in many ways, it can be used both for the awards and a future story, depending on, of course, if it warrants it. And fortunately, many of our award-winning projects do. I think especially as the program has grown, you've seen a lot more projects that just really stand out. And I think that's another good discussion point, Stephanie, relative to when this started in the 2016 cycle, how much growth that has there been just in terms of the scope of the nominees? I'm sure it's not just the overall number of projects, but in terms of um, the awareness from our contractors, the types of projects, how has this grown in terms of the types of projects that get awarded over the last few years? I would say you're right. I mean, I do think that there has been growth in the numbers as well as the quality of the projects that are submitted. And and I should add, it's not just projects. So I think we have a total of 16 awards. We've added a 17th this year, which I'll I'll mm-hmm. touch on in a second. Um, 15 of those are project based. The 16th one is a is a MVP. So one contractor or crew could win the MVP award. Um, and so 
all of those, I think, um, have sort of grown over the past five years. We're, we're going on to our fifth annual year of the award ceremony. So um, I've noticed an increase in the photo support. You know, obviously everyone mm. now has a, a cell phone with, with usually high-res capabilities on it. So that's really great. It's a lot easier to take those, those pictures to portray what's going on in the field. Um, we've also, last year, we expanded the ability for people. We used to have uh, only the contractors were able to submit awards. Now we've expanded it as well. Like you just said, we recognize that the contractors are the people who are busy in the field, and so they might not get a chance to submit their own project, but it doesn't right. mean that they're no less deserving. So, you know, if a manufacturer or quality control rep or, you know, inspector, someone wants to submit on behalf of the contractor, we've opened it up for that as well. So that kind of giving a little bit more flexibility has also helped us to, you know, improve the awards each year and help them grow. Yeah, I would completely agree with that as an optimal strategy, because as someone that tries to collect some of these job at a glance packages for these stories, sometimes the hardest thing with these contractors is to pin them down, because you guys are busy. To many of our listeners, we understand that. And so it's not always easy to sit down for a finite period of time and fill out one of these packages. So we do want to make it flexible to where even if you aren't able to do it yourself, yeah, it makes sense to have someone else that's in a position of authority on the project be able to submit it uh, in those cases for the contractor. Because if they're too busy, well, they still should be awarded if their work is uh worthy of that. And of course, in many cases, it absolutely is. Mm -hmm. You touched on this already, Stephanie, but uh, what categories are there? For anyone familiar with Codings Pro, you should know that, of course, we look into steel projects, concrete, roofs, we do industrial, we do commercial. In terms of the awards, obviously, we want the program, the scope of it to encompass that entire sphere of the protective coatings industry, what it means uh, for from an applicator's perspective, of course. But as far as what's on the table for 2021, what you can nominate yourself or your company or someone for, what are the various categories and what's new for this cycle? Yes. So you're right. I mean, everything that we do in Codings Pro kind of harkens back to what you just touched um, on the 50% industrial and commercial. Um, and we also do concrete, steel and roofing. So the awards categories are commercial concrete, commercial roof, industrial concrete, industrial steel, specialty project. Uh, I mentioned before the contractor or crew MVP. And then new this year, we've also added something called a work it safe. So we had some feedback from one of our readers and um, he's more than that. He's a, a safety guru and, and really is, is quite instrumental in kind of helping us be sure to be on top of all of what's going on in the field safety related. Suggested that we acknowledge a contractor in some way. And so we thought that was a great idea. It helps us to be proponents of, of a safe culture. And so this year we're adding a, a new project, or no, I'm sorry, a new award called the Work It Safe Award, okay. which will, um, it'll just acknowledge somewhat one of the already submitted projects, just like we do with the contractor crew MVP. So if you submit a project, and then we can also consider that, therefore, for the Work It Safe project, you know, someone who's going above and beyond in the safety scope of, of that project that they're working on. So let's talk about the timetable of all of this. As far as anyone interested in submitting, fill them in on not just what the deadline is, because I know that's coming up in the next few weeks, but also moving forward, 
What's the grading cycle like? When do the awards get announced? What's the ceremony potentially for them next year? Just give the key dates moving forward as far as the 2021 contractor awards cycle. So the award submissions themselves are going to be due November 15, 2020. And that gives us enough time to have, like I said, the two rounds of judgments. So we give our, well, six this year uh, judges a chance to review all of the awards, you know, in those two different mm-hmm. um, rounds. So I won't get into those details. I don't think that's necessarily helpful for the people who are submitting. But I will say is that so because we try to do all of that before the holidays kick in, um, that means that they basically have, I think the first round, I don't have all the specific dates marked out yet, but I want to say the first round we usually try to do before Thanksgiving. So the end of November, I'm sorry, no, that's not, I can't be right. So the first round must be due before the end of the calendar year. Yeah. And then the second round, I think we try to finish by the end of January. Again, we try to give enough time because of the holidays that are going on, you know, if people might want to take off a week or two for for either the end of the year or the beginning of the year. And then all of the award winners are announced um, at Corrosion 2021, and that's going to be in uh, Salt Lake City this year in April. And for those people who can't join us in person, we do invite all of the award winners to join us, um, and we try to let all of the vendors know as well if they were, uh, you know, mentioned on the submission, um, so that they know one of their their contractors is being awarded one of these these um mm-hmm. for these categories. So if you can't make it, we do live stream it on Facebook, uh, share all that information on our website as well, um, so that you should be able to still participate even if you can't make it to the show itself. Yeah, that makes sense. And the reason I mentioned the timeline. I'm the one that organizes a lot of this on the MP side, the Corrosion Innovation Awards, and one of the most popular questions that we get in our inbox as soon as the nomination period closes, wait a couple of weeks, and you have people wanting to know the status of their Mm -hmm. nomination. That's such a popular uh, topic because they want to know when they win, and of course they want to know uh, what the next step is if they win in terms of, well, how are they honored? when, where, so I think it makes sense to put all of that out in the open, as much of it as we can Mm -hmm. before, so that hopefully people feel like that they're in the loop on how this process goes. Stephanie, before we close out, um, if anyone listening wants more information, if they have additional questions, what's the best way that they can learn more about how to nominate or anything else regarding the 2021 Contractor Awards cycle? I would say the website is probably the best place to start. So that's codexpromag.com. There's specific information on there for our contractor awards. It's pretty well, you know, visible in the resources tab. If you have questions specifically, feel free to reach out to me, of course. You could also reach out to our general mailbox, which is just cpcontractorawards at codingspromag.com. So find a way to, you know, touch base with us if you have any questions. Or uh, like I said, the website is a really good sort of starting point for all of those points that we mentioned today, the deadlines, the, the submission forms, those kinds of things. But yeah, we'd love to see as many people who want to share their successful projects. We, it's you know, it's, a, it's definitely a fun part of the job to get to help acknowledge these crews in the field. So there's a lot of hard work that's going on, and and it's just nice to be able to acknowledge them in some way. Sounds great, folks. She is Stephanie Chizik, editor in chief of Coatings Pro Magazine. I'm Ben Dubose, staff writer, and this is where we'll bring today's episode to a close. 
before we officially sign off, I do want to mention a few plugs. Stephanie mentioned the website, codingsformag.com. That's how you can get more information about the awards or really anything to do with the coatings industry. Again, codingsformag.com is the website. Also for NACE International, it's www.nace.org. So for those wanting more information, go to the Coatings for website or the NACE website. And of course, you can find a lot more about your industry. Beyond that, as far as those of you who regularly listen to this podcast, we certainly appreciate that. If you have not already subscribed, please do. iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much all the main distributors, we should be on there. So subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review. That's how you can get these episodes right when they come out, even before we can post them to those aforementioned websites. And if you already have subscribed and left those reviews, thank you so much. Those are what keep us in business and keep this podcast series rolling as frequently and successfully as we've been doing over the past few months. With that, I will sign off. Again, for Stephanie Chizik, I'm Ben DuBose. Thanks for listening, and please come back soon for another episode here at NACE International.